live in a crazy, 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 how many times do I need to say uh -huh. that, world? Yes, we do. That's probably not even a good term. Out of control world, how about that? Chaotic world. Mixed up world. We don't want to be a crazy, chaotic, mixed up church, do we? The Lord's been pouring it on, and I ask you, are you on board with the word of truth? You answered in the affirmative. You might call it salt, fire, I don't know. And in observations, as you hear me talk a lot of, and watching this world whiz and whirl and Whatever it's doing, again, it's kind of indescribable. Um, there's a question that's very important. And take this word tonight. It's not pointing fingers. It's not uh, attacking anyone. It's simply spiritual, scriptural truth that whatever you think, or regardless of what you think, directly applies to what happens in the church. You can argue that point. It is argued. Uh, this subject tonight uh, is uh, controversial. Very much so. You might say, I'll tell you what it is, I mean, you might say, what difference does it make? Why is that important? What's that got to do with anything? Because we live in a world that pretty much does what it wants to. There's no limits anymore, right? Really, there's none. There's no limits. Now, it wasn't always that way. There were limits that people actually applied themselves to, assigned themselves to, and lived by those limits. But there's not any anymore. That's why the world's in such a chaotic state. That's why society's so confused. That's why a lot of our young people, they don't know come here from Sikkim about anything because they're in a state of confusion. One reason because nobody's teaching them anything or teaching them the wrong things. Nobody's living an example before them. Come on. So how are they supposed to know? And this has been going on for a while. I'm not talking about just the, the period we're living in. This, this started a ways back. Yeah, come on. I've said many times, the church is the institution of God on earth. It's supposed to be representative of God on earth. It's the reflection of God on earth. It's the instrument by which God ordained and planned and put in place himself that great things take place. Wonderful things, holy things, supernatural things. I mentioned a while back that it seems to be that the supernatural or at least the volume of it that we saw back and even years ago and maybe not so far back years ago something has happened that it's diminishing I mentioned that recently and this is going to strike some if the house is full it would strike a lot but this is something I've got to get out because I was thoroughly charged with it I promise you I was charged with it today because this is so vitally important 
So you can get ready to agree or you can get ready to disagree, but what I ask for is you to listen this out and then I ask for your support because we can all change if we will. What should I wear to church? I told you it's going to be tough. Come on. What should I wear to church? I wish there were more here. I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'm going to speak this truth and I'm going to speak this word and I'm going to relay what God wants to be relayed. Yeah. And again, this is not taking somebody and battering. This is to bring us to a point, education, of what is expected of us. And again, there, there's nobody here, if somebody comes in as a beggar off the street, no, nobody's, they're accepted, right? Amen. So the question, it's about opening a can of worms, it always opens a can of worms. I've opened cans of worms before. They're kind of hard to get stuff back in. Sometimes you got to smush a few of them, but that's okay. That happens. We can't always please everybody. And anybody that thinks you can always please everybody is severely wrong. Uh, we've had people walk out of this church and go other places because they don't agree with things here. They've got opinions otherwise. That's fine. Take off and go. You have the absolute right to do that. That door swings both ways. You can come in and you can go out. We don't want to lose anybody, but I'm not holding any. I'm going to give you the word. I don't have I'm fancy on. things or programs or all the trinkets and all that to, 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 cur to coddle you with, okay? I've got the Word of God by which to teach you with. Yeah. And this, this, uh, this discussion is, and I've heard quite a bit of it lately, actually, just in my roamings around, and so there must be a real problem with this issue because it, it's becoming more in volume with other people that I run on to, even ministers that are having this issue. Well, what difference does it make? Somebody tell me, what difference does it make? What difference do you think it makes? All the difference in this world. Specifics. Does it make any difference? Yeah. We're told it doesn't. We're told, come as you are. Anything works. And I know there's degrees, and there's some people that can't afford, and there's some people that can't. That's not even the subject. I'm going to tell you what we owe God is our best, whatever that is. Whatever that is. See, when you come into the house of God, it's a worship. It's the courtroom of the king. And when that is taken just status quo or taken for granted or lightly, that affects things. I believe, and by experience, I believe that affects the presence of the Holy Spirit. So... We're going to address this very controversial and unpopular issue. You know why? Because nobody else ever touches it. Why is it necessary to touch it? Does it make any difference? Well, this is this is an open discussion. Does it make any difference? We're going to see why. I'll give you some scriptural reference here in a minute, but let me get this platform laid first. Um, in order to keep things in order, 
clothing must be in order. What's that mean? What kind of order are we talking about? The order of God. That's why we're here. To fulfill the order of God. The expectations of God. And I realize this might be brand new. Maybe all of you here. I don't think all of you. But some of you it may be brand new. And again, please accept this in, in an educational format. Instructional or training. Is anybody here allergic to corrective criticism? Does it really scald anybody when you get correctively criticized? Read this word. Amen. Come on. It's full of it. Guess who gets to relay what the word says? Pastors. If they fulfill the responsibility by which they are called, sometimes they have to get in territory that is not popular and that is controversial. It's not the shout and run the aisles kind. It's the kind that gets down in the bones and it either upsets or it improves. Don't do one or the other. There's really not any neutral area here. So, the uh, first thing we got to realize, and I've kind of touched on our, what do we come to church for? I've asked that off. Why do we come to church? What's the first priority? Praise and worship God. That's it, isn't it? Well, if we can think of it in that aspect, if it's to worship God, and if we're really allowed to be in the king's court in doing that, is there not an approach that we should be preparing for? Now, I'm not trying to tell you tonight you've got to go up and spend $1,000 and, and buy. That, that's, not, that's not there. It's not here. Matter of fact, it's real simple. Seems like I've been tagged the last few weeks with some controversial, hot topics. Sunday was one of them. If you were here, you know what I'm talking about. Like I said, you either accept it or you don't accept it. We accept what God has to say. We're better for it, right? We won't accept, not accept it and have a pity party and go out and get the clan going and everybody, yeah, 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 what the preacher preached on, I don't like it. Too bad is all I can say. Take that up with God. We come to worship. So if we come to worship and we come into the king's court, who are we presenting ourselves to? God. Not anybody here. And I don't care if you can get the most popular preacher in the United States up here. It ain't even about him. We come to worship God. Amen. And if you think of the majesty who God is, which I think a lot of people have really left off in even trying or attempting to do, the majesty that he is, that we've been given the tremendous privilege to even come before. What should our presentation be? How do we, how do we need to present ourselves to him? What do you say? Our best. Our best. Now your best maybe. Dota, I love your overalls, man. See, you, it may be a suit and tie like I wear. It could be a pair of overalls but your best. 
And that really that's how we should prepare ourselves before we ever get ready to come to this building. It's the best. It's not that God, God is looking for us to try to concoct something and create something and to, to try to please Him. He, he, he wants us. Continuing, we also come in a way to present ourselves, if you will, not in a worship sense, to each other. Does anybody ever come into the church and you don't see anybody? You walk around with your eyes closed? No, we all see each other, don't we? People that may visit come and see us. We see them. What do we see? So, when it comes to this question, when it comes to dress, the church should not be the showcase for illicit wardrobing. That's world stuff. But what's happened is over a period of time, there's been a little allowed and a little more allowed and a little more allowed Come and on. a whole lot more allowed, and here we are. And I think you could probably go anywhere and find this same issue. But if it never gets addressed, guess what's going to happen? It's going to get worse. You know and realize we're fighting a battle right now. We've talked about this here. For the most ungodly, wickedest things are taking place in our society. You want me to tell you where that's going to end up if we're not careful? In the church. You know how I know that? Because this other stuff has ended up in the church. So what difference does it make? The old saying, the longer it goes, the worse it gets. There might be some tempers rising. There might be some elevated adrenaline about right. I don't know. I'm just giving this to you. We're going to ask for a discussion here in a minute, so be prepared for that. The uh, biblical standards, and, and this isn't a strange thing. Actually, there's, I'll tell you, I'll go take, be the first to tell you, there's some churches that actually have a dress code. Now, I'm not saying that I agree with the strictness of that, but they do. Most churches, most large churches, there's a dress code. I guarantee you there's a dress code if you get up on the stage. And it's got to be pretty nipped and tucked. Well, why? What difference does that make? Makes a lot of difference. It's who are we presenting ourselves to. If you're in a leadership position or a worship position and you're trying to lead other people in worship, does that mean anything? Why? I'm asking you why. Somebody share. Feel free. I'm going to tell you. A subject like this, you're, you're a whole lot less apt to open your mouth because you're afraid you're going to offend somebody. We need to be men and women, adult enough, that we can talk about this without getting our feathers ruffled. Amen. Because I've told you, I know what's going to happen if this keeps on. The church is in enough trouble already by allowing ungodly worldliness into the, the entirety of it. Somebody got a comment. 
Can we all agree? I'm not going to be. Is there a reason to be afraid here tonight? Be bold. This is something that, again, anybody can improve on. And it's it's not again. It's not asking you to try to to be the showcase. It's 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 not that at all. What scripture? I'm gonna give it to you here in a minute. We're gonna see the defining terms here, and it's it's really just one scripture. Go ahead. Um, just like we're supposed to be humble, we're also supposed to be modest and not be able to be used as a distraction. Right. Because that could cost somebody their their spiritual walk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a distraction is a good word because that's basically what happens. And I'm talking about, again, we're adults. But we really don't have to imagine. I mean, all you got to think about, go watch what comes up down that highway. Just a little bit, you won't have to, you don't have to have imagination. Go up here at the store, wait two seconds. Yeah. It'll be there. Yeah. Um, the infiltration of worldly ways and, and the, the Bible it teaches us over and over and over don't adopt worldly ways be transformed by the renewing of your mind instead of being conformed to the world Amen. and how, how's our mind transformed how's it renewed by the word of God word. and obedience to the word of God and application to the word of God what I'm, what I'm trying to get at here is the uh, lack of a better term, enhancement of spiritual activity within a body of believers. Because there's got to be appreciation for God involved and respect and reverence for the Lord if we're going to worship Him. That's first and foremost. So how do we reverence Him and how do we, we show Him respect? Well, the best and first way we do it is the presentation of ourselves. And I know a lowly sinner out here in the gutter with barely anything or rags to wear, God loves them just as much as He loves anybody else. And whatever state they're in or condition they're in or, or what their wardrobe is at the time, He'll accept them. But when a harlot gets real saved and genuinely full of God, she don't wear to church what she used to wear on the street. Okay? Why? Why would that be out of order? Distraction. Would you say there might be a little distraction showing up? Anybody here know what men were created for? Amen. What women were created for? Amen. Okay. Comments. Move on forward here. I think you look pretty spiffy, brother. <laughs> I think you look mighty spiffy. But it's just yeah. obedience starting out. Yeah. Obedience with the yeah. with God. Yeah. 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 You know, and there, there's more to it That's than right. just cloth and whatever else. I mean, your appearance is, is here. It's your demeanor. It's your behavior. There's so many things that, that many people never see. Oh, well, the preacher's on the clothesline. Well, there's more ways that we influence and affect people than really what we wear. You know, a smile and face and a happy greeting is worth a whole lot more instead of a frown and a slap. Uh, it, it, it's two totally opposite things, but 
Anyway, anybody else before we move on? We're going to get a little raw here in a minute, so let's keep going. Uh, anyway, talking about codes, whatever that's, I'm not talking dress codes, but they, there are some. Uh, but standards, and we have biblical standards. Many biblical standards. And biblical standards, we got, I mean, it's the Bible, we got to adopt it, right? We can't cut pieces out and just take what we want to choose or blot out certain parts that we don't like. We've got to take it all, right? Do we agree with that? We can't be selective. Amen. Come on. Because everything, the entirety of God's Word affects the church. The entirety of it. I don't care where you're looking at. You'll, you'll, you might not find the word church, but you will. Church is in the middle of it. From Old Testament through all the way to the end of the New. Church is there. And the activity of the church is people. People make up the church, and people make the difference in the church. Either a positive difference or a negative difference. And I believe, again, the activity of spirituality and, and even the supernatural. Okay. Uh, the, uh, again, uh, speaking of standards, the, the world basically anymore doesn't have any standards. They don't know what a standard is because anything goes. Now, that's an example, and there are many of them. M many examples of anything goes. It's, it's just whatever. And it's gotten very, very graphic. You agree with that? You work out there, you, whatever your job, you go, you know what I'm talking about. It's not a secret. Very graphic, beyond graphic. Sometimes it burns your eyes. Even on commercials on TV. Even on commercials, yeah. Back when I was a kid, you didn't see nothing. No. You know why? Because they banned it. Yeah. I remember a day a curse word that spoke on television, the screen went black. Uh -huh. And it stayed black until that show was over. Yep. Oh, look how far we have come. And look at the effects of it all. See, you might think, well, it, this doesn't really affect anything. Well, think. Look, look at the difference between what Darwin's talking about and look at what's going on now because it was allowed and nobody stood against it and nobody held any kind of a standard against it. Uh -huh. They just let it happen. And here we are. And the same thing can happen in a body of believers, in a church. Uh, the building of a church, how many of you notice the dirt work down here? Anybody notice that when you drove by the city? Mm -hmm. The building of the church is more than dirt being moved and bricks and mortar. Amen. Come on. What's the main building of the church? The people. The people. The people. We're, we're, we're always being built if you will take it properly. Let's pick on Danny and Rebecca tonight. They had not been here. How long y'all been here now? A little over a year and a half. Yeah, I was going to say a little over a year. You've been built in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, process, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's what this word does. Sometimes that process might be a little abrasive. Yeah. Sometimes it might be really bruising. Mm -hmm. But it's all for the good of the body. Yeah. The way God works. We just need to work with Him. Now, the. Uh, Bible, and it's, and it's been said, and I've heard people too, Bible doesn't tell us how to dress. No. Don't. But I'll ask you this, why should it? Why should it have to? 
Maybe that's why I don't. Why should it have to? Remember respect and reverence? Well, it's convenient for me to show up like this. What convenience? Quick and easy. That's our society. Quick and easy. Quick and easy. Speak prepping to the church too. A lot of things creep in and before we know it, we got issues and we got problems. Let me explain a little further. And again, we're adult here. The male was created by God. The female was created by God after he created the male. Why did he create the female? As a companion for the male, right? I believe, I believe I can back it up somewhat with scripture, but I'll say I believe that when God did that, he created male to look at woman in a logical sense my how that's been distorted see what happens the old devil gets in the midst he can twist and turn and he's always looking to cause trouble he's always looking to do something that will cause the effect to be diminished or or really a lot of things but in the explanation a little further as I was making in answering the question we could say how should I come what should I wear to church should do what cover myself up cover myself up come on why? Just because? Because you don't just become a distraction, you become an attraction. And when you become an attraction, issues can arise. Either way. I ain't talking about just women, I'm talking about either way. There, there's a lot of appearance that uh, goes without saying a word throw body language around a little bit that's included as well we come in with unbelief we come in with reverence we come in with respect we come in with the knowledge first and foremost I come to worship the Lord and I need to look like I'm coming to worship the Lord instead of what they're doing out there Stop right here. I'm going to ask you again. What difference does it make? Does it make any difference? I want to hear from you. It makes a lot of difference. What do you think? You can wonder when it's got opportunity, can you? What's that? I come, in, I come in here to get away from that. Come on. Well, I, I've been missing church here the last few few times and it'll eat on you. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. It, it, it should be, a, the Bible refers to the God, presence of God as a refuge. 
What's a refuge? It's a place of serenity and no contamination uh -huh. and a peace. Well, how how can you come into a place like that and enjoy it if it's not it's not here? That's a good thought, Rick. Good comment. Escape. Mm. Anybody else? Oh, did it? Does it make? Yes, sir. That phrase that me and Lacey, me and Brother Lacey were talking about this a couple weeks ago, actually. Because it doesn't get talked about a lot, you know, as far as, but that's what I said. And I said, it's it's gotten, I don't know if, if anyone tried to go to the gym. What, you know how hard it is to go to the gym and work out nowadays? You can't, uh, there's really no, there's most of, I'm not saying all, but a lot of, of the women that go in there, they might as well not even have any clothes on. So it's hard. It's really hard on Christian guys now. I think to go to go into stuff like that. I mean, you almost have to wait certain times because it's just hmm. it's 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 gotten really, really, really bad. Yeah. And stuff well, like that. Kind of along the line, what we're talking about earlier. I mean, it's just it's it's present everywhere. Yeah. Um. I think we've seen recently within the last two three years maybe more ministers that have had to step down from pulpits because of this very thing because the attraction drew them and they wound up in trouble so what are we causing what are we causing he said, well i'm not causing anything well if you if you're not proper you're causing something you're causing somebody's eyes to fall somebody may be weak Somebody that may have an issue with pornography. If they got an issue with pornography, what's the first thing their eyes are going to light on, do you think? Skin. Skin. Mm -hmm. And then what are they going to be dwelling on instead of listening to the Word? Uh -huh. And that can go both ways. Mm -hmm. Don't think I'm just talking about one sex. It's yeah. men and women both. There's, it takes two to play. Um, the uh, scripture I want to go to is in First uh, Timothy. Let me ask you another question: What? What other reason do we come to church after coming to worship God? What What is it that we we tend to do? We come to worship God, but what what is it that we like to receive from the Lord? Blessings. Blessings. How about dressing for the blessings? Mm -hmm. Come on. And I'm, I'm there's something in that. And I'm not saying that you you got to have a million dollar wardrobe. And a lot of this goes back. Not necessarily the clothing, but the mindset behind the clothing. Or maybe I should say the spiritual set behind the clothing. Come on. Or the wardrobe or the appearance. That's really where it starts anyway, isn't it? I mean, I've heard it said uh, other than extremes, and of course I'm, some people can't help what they've got to wear. That's completely understood. But I have heard it said you can tell a person by what they wear. And that pretty much fits. There are, again, exceptions. So where does that 
What does that say about the church or those of the church? Talk about that a minute. What's that say about it? If I am presented well or to two different extremes, then how does that affect things? That's uh, out of the ordinary difference. That's the problem is some for some reason people think they got to be ordinary with crowds, the world crowds. Really, it calls for an not ordinary appearance, something that is separate and distinct. Now that may sound like a real wide division there, but again, uh, there's a biblical aspect all through the Word. What did God say all through his word? Stay away from the heathen. Don't get joined in with the heathen. Don't get unequally yoked together. There's a lot of verses I could use. The importance of understanding the word of God, applying it, living by it, where you don't get mixed up in things that are caused by the very thing we're talking about tonight, or in a big way. Anybody else? Yes. Yeah, go ahead, Austin. I believe that whether people admit it or not, as a whole, everyone looks to the church for something. People in the last moments that cry out to God for help. Right. So, whether they do it as a reason to pick us apart or, you know, pretty much anything, they always look to us. And clothing is a large portion of that, especially to people who see it through worldly eyes. Mm-hmm. So, I believe that based on what we wear, we can interfere with how people see us as a belief. Well said. Well, then you're absolutely right. That makes a difference. No matter what you want to believe, even though they may be mixed up in this mess out here, they still watch the church. And if they see in the church the same thing that's in the world, why do they think they need to go to church? That's the reason for the offset or the separation or the being different. And I'm not I'm going to stand here and tell you tonight that it's always comfortable because it may not be. Sometimes uh, we got to come out of our comfort. Sometimes we got to uh, do some closet searching. In the past, and I've had not multiple, but quite a few discussions down through the years about this very matter with uh, some other pastors and church leaders and. One of them was just what I said earlier. Woman got all stirred out of proportions, and first thing she done the next morning is grab her phone and start calling her little click, and said, "We need to get rid of that preacher because he ain't got no business telling me what to wear to church." She said, "You want to join us?" 
She said, well, actually, I was just going through my closet, and I found a few things I need to get rid of, and I think the preacher done a real fine job. Click. See, there's differences of opinion. And this can be a real hot issue, and this can, this can blow out of control if you don't take it right. So, man, I tell you, uh, when, I, when I get dosed with this, I, it's, here it comes. And that's what, that's what we're doing. Dad's got a comment right quick. I'll just say that uh, we, we talked about this, and this makes me think of Sister Judy. Because <laughs> I know she was really strong on how to be uh, holding yourself in church and, mm -hmm. and what you should wear. And, and Yeah. You know, speaking of her, I can say ever since I first met her, she's always was always that way from word go. There's an element of it's not a bad pride, but just a a covering up. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot in that. And you know, one one thing that I've heard is is uh, the greatest beauty is not seen. Yeah. It's covered up. If you want to call exposure beauty, and I, I believe a lot of exposure is not beauty at all. I believe it's ugliness. And, and again, I tell you, our young people nearly, really need to be trained. They ne really need to be instructed because I'm telling you what's waiting out here. There's vulnerability, and a lot of vulnerability is associated with dress. And you hear, I'm going to tell you, there's more sexual assaults every day. You would not believe. I keep up with it. You would not believe what's going on. And a lot of it is because they're attracted to people who dress scantily. See, we, we shouldn't only take this as just what we're supposed to wear to church. This is what we should define ourselves with in our everyday living. Because that, if we do that and we're conscious or become conscious and better at our selecting, then before long, it, it won't be a problem at all. It, it's this initial phase to get it steered back, and that's what I'm trying to bring us to tonight, is get it steered back where it needs to be, get back in line with the biblical principles of what God says that we are to do. Now, the scripture is this. Let's get to it. It's uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9. I'm going to start with 8, because 8 has something very important to say about verse 9, and sometimes... These two get separated like they don't even connect with one another, but they absolutely connect with each other. Verse 8 says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere. There's nothing wrong with that, is it? I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Okay, I want to read the next scripture. In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. Now, back up to verse 8. What's verse 8 got to do with verse 9? Well, that's when you understand what it's saying. I'm going to tell you what it's saying. He's talking about when he says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, that's a, an atmosphere of holiness. It's an atmosphere of, of talking to God, of living for God, of, of approaching God, of, 
of presenting oneself to God, of giving God the glory, of pleasing God and reverencing Him. And go on, look what else it says. Look at this. Lifting up holy hands. Lifting up holy hands. Now, first of all, again, we live under a great privilege of being able to come into the king's court. Now, the verse here is, is, is speaking of, of a one, most evidently, that he's encouraging here. This is what I would like for you to do. Everywhere, lift up your hands, your holy hands. Well, what does lifting hands have anything to do with? Now, we lift hands. We lift hands here. What is that? Praising God. Surrendering spirit. Surrendering. Submitting. Police pulls you over and says, show me your hands. What are you going to do? They're going up. And that's submission to what? Authority. Surrender. This is submission to authority. Mm -hmm. Amen. Lifting up what hands? Holy. Holy hands. Reverence to God, respect to God, uh, ties into to this verse because uh, let me let me read you the biblical definition. Holy hands is defined in the in the language used here as religiously right. Religiously and hands represent more than hands; they represent lifestyle. Okay, religiously right, opposed to what is unrighteous and polluted. And look what he says in the latter part, without wrath and doubting. Without wrath and doubting. Wrath here is defined as any natural impulse or desire or disposition. We got to watch natural impulses, right? We got to watch what's our disposition. It's what we become. It's our behavior. It's how we are. We got to watch that thing, don't we? That's why he says without without wrath or doubting, without meaning putting it aside. Doubting, listen to this, doubting without wrath and without doubting, doubting is disputes caused by opinions. Then he says, likewise, in the next verse, mm -hmm. in the same way. Women adorn themselves in modest apparel in the same way as men lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Take the teaching, be obedient to the teaching. It don't matter about opinions. There's no quarrel. You just be biblical and modest. Okay. So, we're going to frame this tonight as fit off for everybody. It says women, but since the world don't know anymore what a woman and a man is, they don't know the difference. I don't even have a doctor's degree, but man, I think I could probably make a lot of money just short little explanation where they could figure it out. Yeah. But they see, that's how distorted things become. You see how far it's gone? Now they're trying to twist your kids' heads off and indoctrinate them with all this nonsense. We call that extremes. Well, where did the extremes start at? They started way back probably with something that didn't seem that harmful at all, that was meant that much at all, that had really anything to do with anything. I'm going to tell you that if you give the devil an inch, he'll take it and run with it. And that's what's happened. So 
scripturally. Broadening it and opening it up so we're not seem like we're picking on strictly women tonight. For the subject matter of the the sermon, then really we've got to look at it for everybody. Because it's not just one group that can be the problem. It's all. And we've got to see it that way. Uh, now, how did they dress in biblical days? Somebody want to take a shot at that? How did they dress? Anybody know? There's, there's history. There's evidence. Factual, historical evidence. How did they dress? Robes. Robes. Covered what? Everything. 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 You mean... You want to hear a church rule? This is pretty standard. If there's if there's a dress code below the knees and off above the shoulders, below the knees and above the shoulders. Why? Okay, guy can be just as bad as a woman. You got some macho dude winds in and he's got a fishnet shirt on and he's pumped and he's got hair everywhere and he sits down over here. Guess who's going to be the attraction? Any of you ladies going to tell you you're not going to look at him? Or subject? You don't have to admit it. Because <laughs> you're built the same way. Yeah. It goes both directions. Those are just examples. <clears throat> The, the issue is the, is the one that we've got, we've got to fix. And I'm, I'm just asking. I'm, really, I'm asking. I'm challenging you tonight. And please, again, don't take it that I'm trying to order some kind of a, a rigid, strict kind of code that you got to show up everybody with suits and ties on and, and floor-length dresses and down to the sleeves and all, and all that. And some do that, and that's fine and great. If that's their denominational belief, fine and great. And I'll tell you this, they have a whole lot less problems when they do. But one of my main concerns, I, I'm down the road a long ways. You know, I don't know how much longer I'll even be in this world. None of us do. But I'm, I'm way advanced down the road of, of years. But my main concern is, is the young people. And I'm just going to ask you to assist me in a little experiment. After I'll give it up to you here in a minute. Uh, I want any any more comments? I've got a few more things I want to remark on. I'll, I'll uh, talk about that here in just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I thought you had your hand up. Okay. How did they wear their robes in hundred degree weather? Yeah. <laughs> they were actually cool. They were actually cool. They kept them warm and cold and cool in them. Heat. Same way with the older folks in the working days. They wore the bibs, yeah. wore long handles under them, and flannel shirts yeah. in the heat and summer. Yeah. And, and by no means am I saying we need to get robes and, and all that. Uh, what did Jesus wear? Anybody ever research the, the robe that Jesus wore? It was actually very expensive. It was woven from one thread throughout. That's why the Roman soldiers gambled for it when he hung on the cross, because it was so expensive. 
It's like he was saying, I'm wearing my best for my father. Whatever that is. Whatever you define as your best. I mean, suitable, presentable, modest. Uh, this, I'm impressed this bears more weight than what I can possibly try to convey tonight. I just, I know it in my spirit. But we're never going to find out unless we try to adjust and get to the place where we can at least give God an opportunity. Um, and I'm not saying we're going to get 100% participation. Uh, Ready for the experiment? Or not? Now you're afraid to say yes or no to one of them. It involves all of us, at least here tonight. See, it's about like anything else. It's got to start somewhere. You might not get a full. It's got to start somewhere. Think about it. Just think about it. When you prepare yourself for Sunday morning, just think about it. Draw back to this tonight. What think you? I just think that uh, the Bible calls us to be Christ-like anyways, and not just in church, but outside too, because we are a reflection of this church, but we're also a reflection of Christianity, of Christ. So I don't think he'd be walking around with, you know, everything exposed or things so tight that you don't need an imagination to, you know, so I think that that's the easiest way for people that don't get the gist of proper attire to look at it. And I don't see it as a difficult adjustment. What you got to adjust is this thing. Get the stubbornness out of it or the ingrained opinion and just just think about it. That's all I'm asking. Just think about it. Go to the Word. It's up to you. Like a lot of biblical things, it's up to the individual. What do you got on your mind? You keep <laughs> your mouth's trying to come open. Go ahead. Well, we're uh, ambassadors for Christ. Mm -hmm. And you have to, like she said, you, it's, whether it's, it's not just in the church, it's out there. And if we don't do an example here and in front of the little ones, then, well, grandma done it, you know. Mm -hmm. I was thinking how I was raised, and you know, we all, y'all all know I was raised a very strict Baptist. Mm -hmm. But I tell you, you 
whatever you had on out on going to the store, you could wear mm -hmm. to church. You dusted it off and you wore it yeah. right in there. Yep. And not only how you, what you wore, but how you act. Mm -hmm. All goes hand in hand. Yeah. I've said appearance is more than just wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. We're past time, actually. Anybody else? You know, a lot of people do it. They kind of go accordingly, which leads everybody astray from this to that. Kind of like this woman, like she was talking about back in the day. You dress for church just the way you dress when you went out in public and you mm -hmm. acted same way but a lot of people they'll get out and they'll dress and act accordingly mm -hmm. wherever they're at just wherever they're at yeah yeah you know it's different changes. program yeah it changes it's a different program all the time yeah and uh, you gotta kind of stay with that program and that's where it still comes in i'm saying on it hardly obedience yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'll stand on that word for a good while obedience this starts at home mm -hmm. mainly start it starts at home yeah, and, and as far as youngsters like to talk about, it, it's it's all explanation. I mean, yeah, it's plain. You know, as people grow and mature, then naturally they're, they're going to become observable or whatever, just attractions or whatever. So they got to be taught and instructed. If they're if they're never told, it's never going to happen. So anyway, that's my soapbox for the night. Spearman, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you can tell me to shut up any minute. Uh, I'm 70 years old. I've been in churches all over the country, and I have never, ever heard what you just preached. And I, I have an inkling of what it might have taken for you to come here and say the things that you said. And I just want to tell you that I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, and like I said, I know some things are hard and stiff, mm -hmm. but the, the church, I mean, there's a lot of things. The church has got to get back in line with the word. Uh, it's, it's strayed too far off, and this is just one area that, and it's not a lot of adjustment. It really isn't. Uh, if you adjust to God, that's totally up to you. Uh, but we're here for God. Right. Okay, so stand will dismiss. Now y'all ready? Not to dismiss. I told you I was gonna tell you something. Experiment. You can volunteer if you want to. I'm not forcing this, and this is not about force. It's not about trying to force anybody to do anything. It's simply encouragement towards the oracles and the expectations of God and His Holy Word. Uh, if you want to be involved, put it that way. So you know I'm not forcing. Uh, when you get ready, prepare to get ready Sunday. Think real hard. Let God guide you the rest of the way. Be prayerful about it.
see if there's not a difference there. See if there's not a difference here. We're going to see. Okay. Thank you all for your comments. Some of you I know you had to be brave. And uh, but I feel good. Right. Brother Garvin, would you dismiss us? Heavenly Father, we just love you and praise you. Thank you for all you do and all you may do, Father God. We thank you for the night. Lord, the words that we preach to tonight, Lord, help us to soften into our hearts, Lord, Father God. Father God, as you be with each and every one that's here, go with them, go for them, Lord. Father God, we just praise you and thank you for it. Amen. 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 Amen.